0: Our text today will be coming from 2 Corinthians chapter
1: 12, verses 7 through 9 of the New Living Translation. Thank you for my thorn. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7 through 9. Even though I have received such wonderful revelations from God, so to keep me from becoming proud, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan to torment me and keep me from becoming proud three different times I begged the Lord to take it away each time he said my grace is all you need my power works best in weakness so now I am glad to boast about my weakness so that the power of Christ can work through me Paul is one of the most prolific writers of the New Testament having written 13 of his 27 books but as prolific a writer as Paul was And as great the anointing was on his life, when God changed his life on the road to Damascus, God left him with a flaw. He left him with a thorn. What is interesting is that it was no mistake that God left him with the flaw. It was intentional. His flaw was strategic. It had purpose. So the next time you think something is wrong with you because you're saved but you still got struggles, I want you to consider that it's possible that your flaw could be strategic. See I hate when Christians try to judge how great someone's relationship is with God based on their struggles. There are people who think if God doesn't change your situation where you're no longer dealing with a struggle, then that means you must not be walking in obedience. This type of thinking is not just incorrect, but it is also a hindrance to those who are saved but still find themselves having to fight against certain temptations. Or maybe you trust God, but you're still dealing with a sickness. Get this, God changed Paul's entire identity, including the name he goes by, but he left him with a weakness, also referred to in the text as a thorn. I believe whatever the thorn was, Paul saw it as a major issue because he reveals in the scripture here that he begged the Lord to take it away. I'm sure Paul's thinking was, if only I did not have this weakness, if I did not have this struggle, I could be who God wanted me to be. Have anyone ever been here where you said, God, if you just take this one thing that is so difficult for me to deal with, if you would just take it away, I could serve you more efficiently. I think the mistake people often make is trying to wait for God to remove the flaw before they come to Christ. The enemy has a way of convincing us that we are too messed up as we are. And so we think that there are some things that we need to change on our own before we go to God to finish the change. Paul shows us that God wants you, thorn and all, flawed and messed up. He is calling you even with what you see as an unusable flaw. I need not remind you how messed up Paul was before he was suddenly changed. Paul was a major persecutor of Christians. He went to great lengths to have those who professed Jesus as the Savior arrested, beaten, and even supported the death of some, such as his approval of the stoning of Stephen. In fact, the first time he is ever referenced in the scripture is at the stoning of Stephen. In fact, Paul is literally on his way to persecute Christians when he has an encounter with the truth. Is there anyone who had already had plans to do something that you know was not in his will? And in the process of making a bad decision, God had an encounter with you. Yes, Paul in our text today is a long way from the one who persecuted Christians. Yeah, he is now Paul, the influencer as he writes to numerous churches. Paul is the author of over 30% of the New Testament. His revelations have become many of our favorite scriptures, like Philippians 1 and 6 that indicates that, being confident of this very thing, that he that has begun a good work in you will continue to perform it into the day of Jesus Christ. Or Romans 8 and 28 that states, all things work together for the good of them who love God and are called according to his purpose. When you think about how Paul is used so mightily throughout the scriptures and how much revelation he receives from God, you begin to understand how important it is for Paul to remain humble. After Paul struggles with why God does not remove his thorn, God provides him revelation on why it was not beneficial for him to remove this thorn. The revelation that Paul receives is that it was this thorn that kept him from getting beside himself. Yeah, his thorn is what kept him from becoming arrogant about the revelations that God was giving him. See, it's easy to think it's about you when you have entire cities waiting on you to visit them with a word from God. It's easy to think it's about you when you have towns anxiously waiting to receive letters from you. Paul understands that that his flaw was there to keep him always in need of God. My prayer is God, if you do not remove my thorn, please give me revelations like you did Paul. See the scripture here shows us that everything you pray for may not be in his will. That is why God's will is always what's best for us because sometimes Even our weakness can serve a purpose. Yeah, I'm talking. In fact, it's Paul who tells us in Romans 8 and 26 that we know not what to pray for. And so we need the Holy Spirit to intercede for us. Isn't it crazy how God will use a word that he has given us in the past to confirm or encourage us for what we're currently going through? Paul's weakness that he prayed to be removed actually kept him humble. The scripture lets us know that Paul prayed three times. Now, I imagine after Paul's first prayer, maybe he felt like perhaps God forgot about my request. So he prays a second time. And I imagine Paul thinking, maybe I did not pray with the right heart. And so he prays a third time. Now, I don't know if Paul prayed three times for the Trinity or what, but what I do know is that it's after the third prayer that he receives this revelation. And it's this revelation that gave him confidence that although I have a flaw, my flaw does not have to hinder me. Let me help you here. The fact that God does not remove Paul's thorn is not an excuse for Paul to continue to sin. In fact, Paul lets us know that it's not even an excuse for him to complain, as he indicates in Philippians 4.11 that he has learned that in whatever states he find himself, therein to be content. It's easy to think, well God, I'm still dealing with this struggle and I asked you to remove it, so I guess you must be okay with me giving in to this struggle. Oh no. See there is nothing wrong with struggling. The problem becomes when we give in and no longer struggle but allow the struggle to have us. It's important to know that although God did not remove the flaw, he gave him grace to accompany the flaw, yeah, get this. God is saying to you, I see your thorn. I know that as saved as you are, you feel like you shouldn't still be struggling with certain things. But God is saying, allow me to introduce you to grace. That when you can't do something on your own, I'm here to carry you through what you couldn't carry yourself through. See, the very reason God had to send his son Jesus is because we were all flawed under the law. Let's just be honest about it. None of us could live up to the standards of the law. So we needed a savior. We needed grace. We needed Jesus. And so although God does not remove Paul's thorn, Paul does not lose any faith that God could deliver him. To see, this is the hard part. How do you keep the faith when God can but for whatever reason he chooses not to. In Paul's own wisdom, he could have been like, Lord, I'm praying for others and I'm seeing them delivered. But when I've got my own issue, it appears that my mountain remains. That would be Paul's fleshly response. Lord knows I've had many times that I responded out of my flesh. But through revelation, Paul now has the understanding that God does not need to deliver him Because his grace is sufficient, yeah. See, what Paul teaches us is that when it's not his will to deliver you, he showers you with his grace. That's a good one right there. A grace we would never have discovered if he would have simply removed all of our struggles. And what Paul learned about God's grace is that God's grace works best in weakness, yeah. See, sometimes we pray for God to change our situation When God is saying to us like he revealed to Paul, my grace is all you need. Sometimes we miss God's grace focusing on our thorn, focusing on our flaw, focusing on what we don't have when the good news is that God can use me even with my thorn. The good news is that God is not waiting on you to be perfect before he can use you. Now I'm not telling you not to ask God to remove your thorn. I recommend you do, but I want to encourage you that if God does not change your situation, look out for his grace. So instead of complaining about your thorn, give thanks because your weakness, your thorn, your flaws, they qualify you for his grace. Thank you for my thorn. we hope you enjoyed today's podcast my name is Sean and
0: I'm Celante, and we
1: are your life room podcast hosts and so today in our discussion session we really want to just dive a little bit deeper and talk about some of the things that Paul had to deal with in our text today Um, you know because I think it's so important that we realize that you know when we come into salvation and we come to Christ you know it's so important that we understand that that does not necessarily stop your struggle. There are still going to be things that we have to deal with. And, you know, there are going to be times where, you know, as saved as you are, it may not be that everything is just removed where you no longer have to deal with sickness and deal with certain things. And it's so important that we don't allow that to discourage us and make us feel like something is wrong with us or something is wrong with the way that we believe or our faith. You know, because we are having to deal with issues of life.
0: I agree. I think a lot of times that can be a huge turnoff for people, especially people who are new to the faith. We have to get get back to teaching people that, you know... Even when you become a believer in Christ, that we're going to experience things because we still live in the world. Yes, we're not of the world, but we're still going to experience heartaches, trials, tribulations. Things are going to come our way, but that's where our hope and our trust comes in Christ comes in, where we have to know that despite what we're going through, that if we keep our faith and we continue to look to God, that he'll get us through whatever situation we find ourselves in.
1: Absolutely. In in this text today, it shows that how much that, you know, God sees, you know, way more than what we can understand and realize, you know, and it's so important that we, you know, when we pray that we get deeper revelation and try to ask God, you know, to help us understand, you know, what I'm going through and how to deal with this, because Paul is praying, you know, for deliverance from this thing. And, you know, I can only imagine that Paul is, you know, thinking that, you know, he has so much power in helping so many other people and he's seen other people delivered and all of these different things. But when it comes to this issue, it just seems like it's not moving, you know? And But after the third prayer, you know, it's like Paul's spirit is calm when he has finally gotten a revelation from God that this thing is something that, you know, may be in your life, but it's still not going to control your life. And that's, that's I think, the peace that comes with, you know, I struggle, that even though we have to go through some things, having a relationship with God allows us to have a peace that allows us to get through these things, that allow us to know that although I'm going through this, you know, goes back to Romans 8 and 28, you know, although I have to deal with these things, the good and the bad, he causes all of these things to work out for my good. And so what God was saying to Paul is like, If I remove that thing from you, you know, it could be the issue. It could cause you to be arrogant. It could cause you to, you know, think that you're 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 big and you know, then it could cause you to lead people astray based on that. And so he's like, I'm going to give you something that's going to help you to get through this. You know, I'm not going to let it overtake you. I'm not going to let it overwhelm you. You know, you might have those moments, but he's saying if you depend and lean on the grace that I'm going to give you, then that thing is always going to be able to see you through.
0: I agree. And I also think that we have to realize that we have to learn how to look at ourselves. You know, I think all of us um, has some type of thorn in our flesh, so to speak. We all have something that could be better that we need to be working on, praying on. And a lot of times, you know, I think we so we so focus on these quote, unquote, big things, these big ticket items that we like to see as being issues or problems. But sometimes, you know, it can be something we, we don't even think about, like jealousy or, um, you know, even gossiping. I mean, it could be so many different things because none of those things are are, are right. None of those things are godly characteristics and so we may not even look at it because we're so busy focused on other people and looking at what they have going on when we all have something to work on that we need to be going to god in prayer and acknowledging god i have this issue i need to work on this thing i need to i need your help to get out of this so i think the biggest thing is always being mindful of you know what you have going on and again going back to god and going to his word that he can get us through whatever we're going through
1: yeah, I really like how it. when Paul kept praying, it said the three different times that he asked, it says each time he said, my grace is all you need, you know? So it was like he it was like he, he was telling them, my grace is all you need. And so in saying that it's all you need, and he was explaining that in, in that next one, the next portion, my power works best in your weakness. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, you have to understand that you have to depend on me In order to keep from falling, you know, because because he did not remove this thorn from him, it was not um, a license for Paul to be like, well, because you don't remove it, that means that you don't it doesn't matter if I do, you know, fall into whatever it is, you know, because I asked you to remove it. You didn't, you know, Mm -hmm. and so I can't be, have a pity party because you didn't remove it. I can't use that as an excuse or complain or none of these different things because he's saying, but if you lean on me, he says, my power is greatest in your weakness, you know? And so that's what we have to understand that when we get to those moments where we feel our weakest, that's what we have to understand that his power is at its best. You know, his grace is at its strongest, as it says in the scripture here. That that's when it works best when we are weak and so when we are weak it's no need to to feel ashamed or embarrassed that's the time where we need to embrace God the most and not run from Him but you know what one of the things that allowed Paul to be able to be effective is having an understanding that you know his weakness you know his thorn his flaw whatever it was it had no control of him you know uh, you know sometimes we we think those things. You know, because we are still fighting, you know, that those things control us. But like I always like to say is, you know, it's it's nothing wrong when you're struggling. The the, the, the problem comes when we decide that we're not going to fight anymore and that we're going to give in mm-hmm. to the fight. You know, Paul says in here, he says, now I'm glad to boast about my weakness you know I'm glad to boast because so that the power of Christ can work through me you know and so he's saying that in my weakness that gives that that gives the opportunity for me to show that you know no matter what I'm going through no matter the flaws that all of these different things they don't have no power over me because when I'm weak he's strong absolutely so my prayer is that we can be like Paul and that when we are going through things that we will pray to God you know and, we, and when we pray to God, that we've asked God for revelation, you know, God, if, you know, it feels like this thing isn't moving and I'm praying and it seems like it's staying in my life, help me to get understanding so that I can now move from the place of fear or move from the place where this thing that I'm going through has me at a place where I'm stopped at. And how can I move forward? You know, how can I embrace your grace? so that I can allow myself to experience your strength even in my weakness. That has to be our prayer on today. So Father, in the name of Jesus, we come right now. We pray that your word would dive deep into us and that it would pierce our flesh and go deep into our spirits. And so we that we may be able to understand that everything that we're going through, that your grace is always with us. And if we can just simply embrace your grace, those things will never have control over us. We may deal with them. We may not understand them. But Father, we know that you have all things in control. And so we just pray that you allow us to to understand that and so that we can be like Paul and we can boast that even in our weakness, you're strong. And so we pray for all of those, everyone that may be dealing with something, something that they're struggling with, something that they would like for you to deliver them from. My prayer is that you deliver them, God. I pray that you would take that thing away from them that is causing them to to feel like they are inefficient. But, Father, if you decide not to take it away, I pray that you would give them revelation to understand how to take that thing and allow it to work to push them into into their destiny. We thank you and we bless you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, we hope you enjoyed today's broadcast. If so, visit our website at liferoomcc.com to hear today's full episode. Also, learn more about the Life Room Community Church coming soon to your area.